0: Have you ever wondered why some entrepreneurs seemingly catapult to the top in a short period of time, while others take years or even give up on their dreams? The fastest path to success is positioning yourself as an authority. Follow me on my journey to build my online dream business as I interview successful entrepreneurs, uncover marketing strategies to grow your business, and help position you as the authority. I'm Steph Shinneberry, and this is The Authority Marketing Edge. Welcome to Authority Marketing Edge. Today, my guest is Jody Veteral. She is author of Beyond the Banks, Success Strategies in Real Estate as a Private Lender, as well as her new project and workshop, Beyond the Book, How to Attract Premium Partners to Fund Your Book So You Can Write Your Masterpiece. Jody was able to create financial independence as a private lender in real estate, which allowed her to leave her long-standing career in high-tech software sales. Financial independence created the space for her to write her book Beyond the Banks and develop a program so that others could learn from her proven strategies. And in writing the book, she raised over six figures in a partnership program and has now developed a program to help other authors fund their projects so they can focus on writing their masterpieces. Jodi is also one of the authors in Women Who Boss Up and Design to Lead, and she also helps her five-year-old run a kidpreneur program selling bamboo face masks. Welcome to the podcast, Jodi.
1: Thanks, Steph. Thanks so much for having me.
0: I'm so glad you're here. This is fun. I've been looking forward to this.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you're in Arkansas. We get like we're, you know, Vancouver, Canada and Arkansas here on the call. That's pretty I cool. know.
0: Isn't that cool? I um talk about this all all the time. I, I I do I don't know if you know that I'm a nurse anesthesiologist and so the people at work know that I'm doing something. I think they think I'm playing, but um, anyway, that I'm always talking about like, oh, I talked to this guy in Israel the other day and I talked to, I have a friend in Africa and a friend in Barbados. Anyway, so I, I <laughs> love the, this is my favorite part of the whole journey is meeting people. So I love um, that you're in Canada and I'm in Arkansas and I think that's the miracles of uh, technology. So, yeah,
1: super. so very,
0: very glad to have you here. Um, so, what I like to start out is a little bit about your journey from uh, corporate, not corporate America, but the corporate world to uh, to the entrepreneurship. Like how did that develop and was it a big change? Was it easy? Was it, were there a lot of roadblocks? Just kind of that journey.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, um, um, it, it, it was corporate America. I was working for large sort of, you know, publicly traded, you know, software companies, that kind of thing, um, out of the states, and um, yeah, I mean, I had you know twenty years, so it was definitely um, you know when it came to the point when I was making the move, it was definitely uh, quite a transition. There was the whole believing in myself that I can actually go out there and do it, and then there was actually like the letting go, right, of of a career that I've worked really hard um, to do, and. The reasons why were really came down to you know I um, I'm Canadian so I I have a Canadian mat leave of one year. Uh, I know that's a sensitive issue for speaking with American women and moms and stuff like that. Um, you guys got to change that.
0: I know <laughs>
1: um, it's so important to uh, support um, the mom while she's recovering and. Connecting mm. in those bonding that those bonding that bonding time frame is so important. So I came back from my mat leave, and um, I just you know I was I was pretty you know pretty um, overwhelmed and exhausted. Um, just I had a baby in my mid forties, so that was part of the problem. Was that, you know, you just don't bounce back. I don't think is is easily at that time everyone told me I wouldn't bounce back that easily and I didn't believe them until I went through it. And <laughs> um, and I, you know, my job was pretty intense. I, I loved my job. It was, you know, selling engineering simulation software across all physics and I'm not you know, an engineer or a mathematician or anything like that. So uh, it was a learning curve every day, which I really loved. And I was dealing with the innovators of Western Canada, which was super cool. Um, but yeah, I just came back, bumped, you know, bumped up against the the new boss, and it was sort of, you know, the thing that was sort of, you know, sparking that fire inside me to say, I need a change here. Like this is this is too overwhelming, and I wasn't really showing up as the mom that I dreamed about being. Um, for my son, I was really showing up as like the stressed out, overwhelmed, running all the time. Like, can I make that conference call and the daycare just open and the conference calls at the same time when the daycare, you know, like all of that. Right. And, uh, it really, for me came down to having, um, a moment, you know, with my, with my boss that said to me, I can't work for this person anymore. And it sparked me to pull up the spreadsheet, get my numbers down. So I knew exactly what assets I had, what, what I had to work with. And from that, I'd already been kind of dabbling in this area called private money lending with some active investors. And from being able to really see that, that blueprint, if I may, or that landscape of where everything was, I could see really cl- clearly that with some restructuring, I could free up, um, you know, a bunch of money that was locked up or underperforming with being managed by somebody else. And I could work with my the people, the active investors that I've been working with, and we could structure out a plan to meet my goals of what I needed monthly to be able to leave my job. And that's exactly what I did. And I realized I was there. I'd arrived. I actually was, was able to overachieve on that number. And I thought, I'm going to do this. It, and it did take me a while, again, believing in myself that I could actually do this. I kept having to look at that spreadsheet. Nope, the numbers are there. And then, and then really processing and going through that, okay, can I let go of this? Because once I leave, you know, at the time I was like 46 years old and you leave and then you try something for five, six, seven years, then I'm in my fifties and in the industry that I was in, there was ageism and yeah, you, got the, you know what I mean? So it was like, if I do this, like this is it.
0: Right. right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's burning the boats kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: That
0: is such a. That's an awesome. That is such an awesome story, and I love it because I think it does just take grit or guts or whatever to to make that break. And um, I love that you brought up the part about letting go um, because I don't often think of that. You know, because I'm in this place where that's my next move is I'm like, okay, I have a number in mind to, to meet, and then I'm like out, and it keeps the number keeps backing up. (laughs) Like at first it was like, I'm going to match my salary. And then I'm like, you know what? I don't necessarily have to do that. I have no, you don't. I I have investments. So I, I have to make, like, I have to have money coming in, but I have, I don't have to like totally replace my salary. So that it's like my mindset shifted around that, but it is, I think it's a letting go of that belief of I've got to have that salary coming in. I I have to have that security of the same amount. Anyway.
1: So So, you know, really, with that, and that this is such a good point. If you don't mind, we can kind of drill in a little bit. Love it, please. Yeah, I want to help you with this. And and that was something that I was doing is like, you know, I was making really really good money being in sales. Um, you know, you know, for a software company, meeting your numbers, you're making really good money, multiple six figures. So, once I let go of that, and I went to the spreadsheet, and I did put down my financial reality. Then you put down your cost of living. What do you need to earn on a monthly basis to be financially comfortable? So you're going to put down your cost of living, but then you're also going to be like, okay, and then you want a little bit of a buffer, right? So you find that number and then you put, you know, and then that's part of the goals. So you have your needs and your desires. And then you can also make big goals. You can make like immediate goals. And then you can make big goals. And what, the thing is the key is, is that when you see those numbers that you're earning those numbers, you just basically go, okay, if I want to make $10,000 a month, if I need $10,000 a month to be like financially comfortable, I mean, that's, that's $120,000 a year. Right. So, you know, and then, and then you basically work backwards. What do I need to do to make that $10,000 a month? Where am I now? And once you see those numbers, and you leave, and you're able to create that space. Then the sky's the limit. Then you can pop the ceiling. And I remember taking this this program years ago with Laurel Lagmire. Um, she was kind of one of you know the people in the secret and all that kind of stuff. Brilliant woman. Um, and she was her coach was Bob Proctor. And I'll never forget her telling this story, sharing the story with us. In that she said that Bob Proctor actually fired her as as a client because she wasn't quitting her job. And he said, you know, I don't want to work with you. You got to quit your job. And you, you are capped by your salary and you can't see above that. You need to pop that off and realize it's limitless. And when you realize that it's limitless, then you can, you can, you can, you just see it so differently, you know? And that was always such an inspiration to me. And, um, and you know, when you create the space in your life to create and do other things and be entrepreneurial or write a book or do whatever,
0: right?
1: it's incredible. What opens up, right? You're not working yeah. 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And then exactly. at home and stressed out and trying to manage and commute and all that crap. Right. Right. Yeah. So, it's it's
0: so this this call was supposed to happen. <laughs> I feel
1: like
0: <laughs> I'm so close. Like I'm launching a co- a group coaching. I've got some private coaching clients. I'm I'm launching my group coaching, and I know the number that I need to be comfortable. Um, and and it, and like I said, it, my my brain has been changing about this. I'm like I don't have to have that. You know, I just have to have this. And and so I love the I love everything you've said. So um, you talked about your financial reality um the your cost of living the buffer your needs and desires your big goals and little goals and i love it it's perfect
1: <laughs> good good yeah
0: awesome awesome okay so uh thank you so much for that um so how did you how would you get started or how did you get started and then how would you get started in alternative investing
1: yeah i mean that's that's a great question it's sort of um it's it's a it's definitely been like a a journey for 1517 years. Um, I've always loved real estate investing. I've tried real estate. And then I've tried other stuff like, you know, investing into new companies like private equity stuff. I've worked with, I think, six or seven different financial advisors where they've played around with mutual funds. I've done the gold guy, like I've done my own technical trading lesson, like learning and, and that whole thing. I've gotten in a little bit of crypto. So, I mean, there's there's so many different things. Um, but the thing that is consistent for me is real estate. And with real estate investing, there's there's a million different ways of making money in real estate, as we we know. Um, and you really, I think, for you have to basically kind of go, what do I have time for? Um, what you know what's my skill set what can I learn you know you've got to do you know invest in yourself invest in the education um, and what you know what networks do I need to be a part of and all that kind of stuff for me I did buy and holds long term with tenants and all that kind of stuff um, and then I also did um, you know some other little kind of um, mar like you know rent to own and kind of you know some of those joint venture things but really what was the, the difference for me was the private money lending. And when you, again, going back to that spreadsheet, when you see what you have available and then there's this whole world out there of um, people in real estate who basically buy, fix and flip and sell, you know, they, they buy and fix and flip, I guess you'd say. And and they, they, they don't use conventional bank money ever. You know, you like unless they're just trying the first project on their own and they're they're just like, I, I wanna get, you know, but most of the part they use OPM, other people's money. Mm-hmm. And so as a private money lender, you are the OPM, you are the bank to them, to their project. And the cool thing about it is that you you put the money up and you're locked to the title of that property. Down there, you would call it the deed of trust. And so your name is actually on the title of the property, so they can't sell it, they can't do anything without you going to a notary and signing off and being released from land titles. And that is collateral. That's your collateral. You have the same rights as a bank. So if you go to get a conventional mortgage from your bank, you bought a home, you go and get a mortgage, the bank sits in that first position. And if you don't pay, then they can start sending you letters. They give you a bit of time. And then after that, they start the foreclosure process and ultimately take back the house because that's their collateral. Mm-hmm. In this case scenario, you're, they're like you're the bank and you have the same rights as the bank. You can foreclose. And yeah. when when somebody's working on a project, you just want to make sure you really understand the numbers that they're bringing to you, and doing that due diligence on who you're working with, and you know you know you can you can see very clearly like um, it's it's a very lucrative way, and you know exactly what you're gonna make. That's the thing I love about it. I can talk to the tax accountant and I can be like, okay, this is what I'm looking to make. These are the deals that I'm doing this year. This is how it's structured. And they can say, okay, do this, do this. You know, like they your numbers are there laid out. It's not like being in the stock market on mutual funds and then the pandemic happens and you're like, yeah. ah, you right. know, or, oh, now I have to wait until it catches back up to where I was at. And no, right. you can be making double digit returns while being on, um, the title of the property, having that as collateral, and working with really good people who are out there hustling, making things happen. And
0: wow, that is so. So <laughs> is that that's all laid out in your book?
1: Yes. Yeah, they have. Uh, there's a lot of that information in the book beyond the banks. I mean, it basically lays out the whole fundamentals of it, the concept of it and different scenarios. And then I also have a a program now called beyond the banks Academy and it's an eight week video um, course that um, people jump in and get support and learn how to, it's very step-by-step so they can transform and be guided through that transformational um, financial transformation. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it makes
0: so, were you, so you, did you, you started out, are, are you the bank now? Are you the private lender or yes. were you the flipper? Were you ever the flipper that went to I have private? not
1: been the flipper. Okay. I always wanted to be the flipper, Um, but I had always, you know, b- big territories. I was a road warrior. And right. when I was really like honing in on that education, I didn't really have the space. I didn't, I did not have the space to do that. You have to, yeah. if you're going to flip a house, I mean, you got to, yeah, it is you, not like it, it's, it's some people do it. At, start it started as a side hustle, but you're, you know, it's, you know, especially when you're dealing with other people's money, you want to make sure that you're focused, you know, what you're doing, you've had the proper education, you've got coach for your first one, you know, right. keeping it simple, whatever it is. And I just haven't had the space to do it. And I yeah. also live in a market that um, in Vancouver, it's not a market that's like dealing with sort of, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, your, 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 your medium, your average medium is like 1.5 million dollar house. Right? right. And so for me, I was like, I would want more experience to come into right. a market that way because my, I, so I deal in markets that are, you know, where maybe houses are like 200 or 250 or 150, something like that. So if, if, if things need to fall back on in a conventional mortgage, it plan B comes in for a conventional mortgage with a, a renter or something like that, that's feasible that's a little bit harder to have a backup plan with a 1.5 or 1.7 million dollar house and you're paying private money lending and all that. So, um, people do it, people do it. I mean, very successfully around here. Um, but for me starting out to do my first flip or something like that, I wouldn't, um, I don't know if I would, I would go. Yeah. I was with somebody who really knew what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
0: that's neat that's so interesting it's it is so interesting that there's so many different ways to invest in real estate so
1: Oh yeah. And I mean, I have, um, I have this one, I, this, this, uh, this girl who just joined, joined my program. She's 18. She's like the youngest person that I have in my program. Cause more people are like, you know, 38 and yeah. into like to 38 to like sort of 60, you know? Um, but she, you know, un- unfortunately for her had a bad car accident when she was hit as a pedestrian when she was 16. So, you know, she did get some money from insurance and she's so, I'm so inspired by her. I just cannot wait to see where she's going to be at when she's 30. Um, but yeah, she's she's getting the right education. She's learning. She wants to go in and, and do some of these, you know, do a fix and stuff. And so it's kind of neat going, you know, working with her because she's going to learn from the program how to invest your money, keep that going. And you get addicted to this because you get to a point where you're like, Hey, if my money, when my money comes back, you want to turn it back. Cause you're like, I'm missing out on this day rate. You know, you start adding up your day rate. You're like, ah, I got to get this reinvested. Um, and, and then she can start learning like wholesaling. She can start learning like, you know, and get into like a really simple cosmetic flip, you know, but she can use other people's money for that. And she's part of this network And she's working, you know, everybody's getting to know everybody and she's in a network of private money lenders and she's also becoming a private money lender. So she knows like the other side of it and the strategies, you know, for what what people like myself are looking for. So she can she can create um, a framework a structure for when she's ready and confident to to go in and, and venture in that way. So she's gonna have a really cool. Few. I'm so excited. Yeah,
0: that's cool to get started that age. Sometimes I have those like, oh, if I'd only done this. I know. <laughs> but um, it is what it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um uh what would you say the this is kind of totally switching gears, but what would you say the biggest um internal uh transformation that you've had?
1: you know, it really, it's that believing in yourself, oh, believing in myself. I mean, I, I mean, and then there's days where it's like, I don't believe in myself and, you know, or like I go and I speak at an event and everybody else who's speaking has like letters behind their names that are like, you know, cause he's the financial this or a mortgage broker that, or, you know, and it's like, I really am a girl who kind of just figured some stuff out. Um, yeah, I've, I don't want to shorten like all of the real estate education that I've done over the years and the networking and all that hard work, because that's been, you know, a lot, but I don't have those letters. And so sometimes it's like, uh, but then, you know, then I get on a call with somebody and it's like, they're blown away by my, my strategies and my information that I applied. And I look at my success rate and where I was at when I was doing all that traditional stuff that wasn't, um, it was not doing anything for me so definitely I think I think all people who kind of do that transition between corporate and entrepreneur they, they have they, they have to go through and find that you know whether it's finding your why and just doing whatever you need to do to recognize, you know, test, do some testing, Um, you know, like maybe do a, a test workshop for a small amount. So people are invested in, but you want to test the material, that kind of thing. You know, I mean, I started out doing a couple of things like that, where I was like, you know, barely charged anything for, for, for my, my stuff and kind of proved it out and got the reactions and watched the people have success. And that sort of helped me but it, right. it it definitely was that. Like, yeah. you know, and and sometimes I need to call up my my girlfriends, you know, and like who are out there like, you know, doing doing the same kind of stuff. And we all sort of, you know, lift each other up right. and say, you, know, you you know, keep going, you've got this. Cause it's I, it's hard. Yeah,
0: I hear people that have been doing this for like years, that have been successful as an entrepreneur for years still talk about imposter syndrome you know, they'll they'll show up and it's just like, what what are you talking about? There's no way. But, but it just, that's just, it pops up, I guess. I love that you, but I love that. um, And I want to go back to this because I, that whole letters behind your name thing is just like, that's a thing that's in our head because it doesn't even matter because you've got, you're getting the results. I think it's even cooler that you taught yourself how to do all this, that you went out and and got the education, and taught yourself how to do this, and, um, you know, because so many people won't get started, because they don't have a coaching certificate, or whatever, and, and I mean, I know you're talking about different kinds of letters, with tests, and degrees, and those kinds of things, but, but I think real world experience is, you know, it's so important, and it's really the thing that proves that you know what you're talking about,
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it is definitely like, I look at um, some of the people that I do, do sort of deal with who, who have those, you know, different credentials and stuff. And then they're, they're limited, li- limited because they're regulated and they can't, you know, they have, they're audited and they have just like, you know, cause I thought about going and doing, doing a little bit of that to, to sort of, to, um, you know, just to, to have some letters behind my name. I mean, really, yeah. let's put, it, you know, and and to be able to do that. But the limitations that I'd be creating for myself with, with, you know, I would be regulated and then I wouldn't be able to necessarily deal with this this group or that group because, and then I would be creating a job for myself. You know, I'd have to be reporting to this right. person and, you know, because you have to hang your license, right? Yeah. So it's, um, you know, it's like some people um, you know, if you, if you become a real estate, uh, agent, you, um, they, they often will say, like, if you become a real estate agent, like with you say you and your partner, um, have one as the real estate agent and one as the investor, because there's, there's, there can be, you know, you're, you're regulated. There's a code of conduct. There's, um, there's, um, there's, there's limitations on, say if you find something you have to kind of work around like if you find something that's like a really good investment opportunity you can't necessarily just go buy that as a real estate agent you have to be really like there's a lot of things you have to be careful with and so you know sometimes those things that do create limitations and so um yeah that's that's kind of where it was like well i mean i'm yeah i mean i'm i'm happy i'm like my My, like my husband with COVID, he lost his, all his work. He does sports broadcasts. He's like a technical director Mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, we're okay. Like we're kind of gone through that. Like one of the people has kind of lost work and then I'm creating my whole thing. And so it's like, um, we didn't have to really worry or stress about that, you know, financial stuff um, on like, as if we didn't have that foundation, we're Mm -hmm. lucky we had that foundation set up. One yeah, three.
0: already had it in, in
1: place. That's yeah, wonderful. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool, cool. So
0: um, tell me about this. Um, so you, you wrote, you've well, you've written a few books. You've written a couple of books and actually four books now. Are...
1: Well, I in. I've written and published Beyond the Banks. And then I'm in two different um, like women entrepreneur anthologies. So the one, um, uh, Women Who Boss Up with Tam Luck, um, which is, she's just such a, She's such an awesome person to be working with. I love it. But I hear. Oh, she's amazing, and um and then I'm with um and then I'm with another group of ladies um, that I've kind of met through like some you know digital marking retreats and things that we did. So we're doing a design to lead um, b- book um, published by um, by um, Speaker House, and so those are just you know chapters in the book, and those are a work in progress right now. Um, Yeah. So those are two more things. And then I'm thinking about, you know, doing a a book on the beyond the book, sponsorship um, sort of funding, funding a book model, but I'm in the meantime going to be launching um, uh, a workshop to help authors.
0: To help authors raise money to, to write. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. You're busy. You're a busy woman.
1: (laughs) I just hired, I finally hired a virtual assistant an good. Oh, okay. she's amazing. So she's really been, That's good. Had, yeah. Like even, you know, she was the one that helped me book the podcast. Yeah. I had yeah. all this stuff sitting on the side that I wasn't getting to because I had all this other stuff to do. And she came in there and she just like, Phew. I mean, I don't know why I resisted that for so long and, I finally yeah. do the plunge, and I'm so happy. I, I yeah,
0: you, really you get to person. focus on the stuff that that moves the needle for your business now. So instead of,
1: exactly, yeah, yeah. So
0: that's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Okay, I am dying to know about the kidpreneur. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we have a five-year-old um, boy. His name's Hunter. We call him Hunter B. And, uh, he, when I was a kid, you know, we didn't really use that language kid printer. I don't know if that was really yeah. around back then, uh, in the seventies. Um, but I, you know, I, you know, swept my, my grandfather's, um, parking lot. Um, you know, he had like a, some, you know, bit of a strip mall. So we, my brother and I would go up and do that and we would did the newspaper delivery, um, and um and then um you know i even like used to like jump the fence and go and get the golf balls out of the creek mm-hmm. and then clean them up put them in a egg carton and sell them back to the golfers across the fence uh so i was always kind of like and you know i was just uh, i always worked three jobs you know like you know bank rest, restaurant that kind of thing yeah. fitness and, um, I just thought, you know, like it gave me such a good foundation and my parents were, you know, like very, my mom's a nurse and my dad was, you know, ran his business, but they're all involved. So they're, they have an entrepreneurial side. And, um, anyways, I just, uh, I always thought if I ever have a kid, I'm going to, they're going to be a kid printer for sure. Like uh, vending machines or something. Right. And, um, when I had, uh, him, like now that he's five, I was like, yeah, we could maybe kind of look for something. And then it popped up with the people that I digital market with and do stuff with out of Bali, their daughter is this brilliant kidpreneur, like the ultimate kidpreneur. Like she's a published author. She was like the keynote speaker at Burning Man last year. She's like, uh, she runs her own kidpreneur program within the retreat, um, she's a fashion designer so it, like at eight years old seven or eight years old her mom um, and dad said well what do you want to do now like not what you want to do when you grow up what do you want to do now and she's like i want to be a fashion designer and so they f- they had found somebody who would mentor her and then you know she's now she just turned 13 her name is hannah Lee swan she's brilliant um, very, very environmentalist. She, she's very disturbed by the fashion industry and the, the, the effects of the ocean and the environment with all the dyes. Mm -hmm. So she only works with sustainable materials. Um, no dyes, no like this, that, and everything like you know, really good, good stuff. And she has a little studio in Bali with like, she calls them her nine dudes. And they, you know, she like, she's a serious, like she's yeah. had four collections. She's got Instagram models running around with her clothes on. She's been to like the, the fashion week, this, that, everything. And, um, and she's like learned, you know, about profit margin and giving back and saving and reinvesting and, So when you go on these retreats, like my son's a little bit young for that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think she's sort of likes an eight-year-old, but you, you can bring your kiddo, drop them off with Hanalei for the time that you're there. And they're learning about all this stuff and, you know, creating a, you know, a vlog and whatever they do. And, um, and then, yeah, she kind of runs that anyway. So when COVID happened, she was like, shut down the fashion thing because she was like, eh, it wouldn't be really right to like run a fashion studio while COVID's right. happening. But then she, like all these people became unemployed that depended on that. Right. right. So she was like, I'm going to create masks. So she designed nice. these really cool little bamboo masks. And they're simple. Like I just got this simple, you know, black, plain, um, mm-hmm. there's a kid version, two different kid versions. And and, um, and then we did it as a kidpreneur program. So my son is selling them and, you know, he delivers locally, like by wagon or scooter or bike. Um, and, um, and then we give to the food bank. And so, you know, we're going to go down to the food bank um, in the next couple of weeks, and he's going to learn about what it is to give back.
0: Because oh, he doesn't, he's oh.
1: like, he's like, well, why do I have to give up my money? you know know, and I want him to not just be like oh mom just wrote a check to the food bank you
0: want him Um, to yes yeah I want him to go
1: there see an experience it talk to the the guy's going to give him a little tour and basically talk about why it's important that we have a food bank and what it all means so he can he can learn that and I think that's so important
0: that's awesome that what is the eight-year-old's name I want to Oh, up.
1: Hanalei, she's now thirteen. Oh,
0: she's thirteen. And yeah, what, is it? name ha- Hanalei.
1: Hanalei, like Hanalei Bay, Hawaii. So H A N L E I, Swan, like the bird. Yeah, she, they're um, they're you know they they've been traveling since she was pretty much born. Um, they're digital marketing people, and I mean they have a you know branding agency right. and stuff, an unstoppable oh, yeah. branding agency. That's it's so neat a very cool family um very lovely people and they um they I really just love 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 the way they've brought up their daughter I mean
0: and yeah. now she's teaching other kids how to like this is just a this is an amazing story I love it.
1: Yeah, yeah, you should interview her. She's really cool. I would love that. I oh, would I'll love that. Time. I may have to
0: um if I can't find her I'll reach back out. I would absolutely it. I can that.
1: email and introduce you to her and oh, I'll that'd send be you. Oh, amazing. Yeah, and I'll send oh, you uh-huh. a little podcast that um she did one of the po- I have it on my Facebook and all. Yes, it.
0: please do. That's so cool. I love it. I love it.
1: Yeah.
0: I, uh, I I'm, I'm trying to get my daughter and she and she uh my daughter's my daughter's 31. <laughs> She's an adult, does not like her job, you know, and uh, she has like all these talents and I'm like, Robin, you know, you could, you could do this. And I think there's like a little crack. She's like, uh, she got into plants and she's like going to start a plant blog. And she said, I'm going to sell plants. And I see so many more things that she can do. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think that would be cool for even her, my 31 year old to see this, (laughs) this 13 year old. Oh Yeah. I it's mean, I want place. to share this with an adult with adults because I think their mindset is like, okay, I, you know, and the whole question that you asked that, that her parents asked, I wrote that down. Not what do you want to do when you grow up, but what do you want to do now? Now, it's I absolutely brilliant. love that. But it's brilliant. And it's like, it goes to, you know, uh, I'm not sure who said it, but uh, ask better questions. And so if we ask ourselves better questions about mm-hmm. everything, then our brain's going to look for the best answers. So I love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 they have a really very cool, neat story and background and uh, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely. Oh, that,
0: that would be great. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, this has been awesome. So uh, Jody, what's, what's next? I know, I know you do have a project that you're working on the uh, the beyond the book project.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, so right, right now I have beyond the banks available both in Canada and U S and um, I'll send you the links that they, you know, people can go and check out and go through the master class if they're interested and then you can book a call and all that. And then I'm starting this, um, this workshop um, later on in September. And it's for people that are, you know, y- y- you may have already put out a book or you may be just starting a book. So, um, and if you're just starting a book, I mean, it's a great place to start because it's not just about you know, how to fund the book, it's how to really support that journey during the time when you're writing the book. So you can pre-sell, you can do all these things. And I have these really amazing people that I've met along my journey that I thought, oh, you know, if, if I was to do this all over again, and I just did this, 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 and this, how much money I would have saved how much, you know, time and energy and confusion I would have saved. And I want to basically in eight weeks, it's it, all of that's put in front of the people while they're learning how to find, find these, these, um, these, these um, premium partners to like work with that where the, you know, creating those win-wins for, for everybody. Cause you know, I mean, the thing about the, the thing that I see really clearly through my journey is that, you know, when you have when you're not stressed about finances, the world opens up.
0: freeze frees you up, frees up your energy. Yeah.
1: yeah and it's like, you know, and it, it can start with a spreadsheet and it can just start, or, you know, laying down that number. And I mean, we are in a time where education is so at our fingertips. Everybody's doing courses and this and that, and you just have to find the thing that resonates with you right. and it's, Fill in the blanks. If it's you want to earn ten thousand dollars a month, if that is that magic number, how do you earn ten thousand dollars a month? You figure out what you know. I'm a big believer in multiple streams of income, um, residual income, all of that kind of stuff. And it's incredible how that adds up. And you just have to find the right things, you know, that 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 are going to work for you and that your um, that are that align with you, that you're proud to represent. Um, and, and go for it. Just hit that number. Go for it.
0: That's it. That's the, Mm -hmm. that's the bottom line. Just believe and go for it.
1: Yeah. Believe in yourself. You can do this. Yep.
0: Yep. That's awesome. I love it. This has been so awesome. This it's been wonderful meeting you.
1: Jody. I look forward. I may
0: have to take your, uh, your workshop on, on the book on writing the book.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would love to have you. Yeah.
0: yeah, I would love that. So.
1: So yeah. I'll, I'll,
0: I'll, follow you along on that. I may have to do that. Well, uh, is there anything else that, that I didn't, that we didn't talk about that you'd like to share?
1: Um, you know, I mean, you know, I guess just really take care of yourself. I mean, I, um, I was just did a, 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 a podcast with Tam the other day and it was like, what are you doing for self care? And you know, I, I've slipped. I've mm-hmm. slept on that and I'm trying to get um, back on that. Like, you know, I, my back was out, this, that, everything. And I was just like really um, working too many hours.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, I, I can understand.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so I'm kind of like going, okay, I need to take a step back and I mm-hmm. need to start putting these things back in place because I have been a person, generally speaking, who does self care. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes we forget and we lose, yeah. we don't realize that you know, weeks have gone by and we haven't done anything. So right. we have to make sure that we're we are doing that. And and that's me telling myself
0: No, I yeah, no, I agree. And it's it's such a good point. I think entrepreneurs are a lot of us are guilty. I know, especially um, I know that people that are trying to to work a job and do this as the side from my personal experience anyway, because I was like I went from riding my bike 12 hours a week, working a full-time job to to getting into this. And it just, the time just kept shrinking until, well, I had an injury, but it just kept shrinking until I wasn't doing it at all. And I ended up, like, with COVID hitting all this stuff, like, like, oh, like, just out of, totally out of balance. And I really had to just, like, back up, like you said, back up and put, like, all the self care like back to exercise back to meditation oh yeah like all the things and it makes such a, a huge difference
1: yeah it really does and and covid's been crazy and and getting out and moving um mm-hmm. getting in the forest if you can or walking on the beach or whatever wow. you've got you know nature nature <laughs> whatever yeah, nature, nature. We have. yeah um get out there and 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 just connect with it it's it's really it's just so important i i re, i realized that like um yeah yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah these are the only the only bodies we have so yeah exactly so.
1: and i love what you're doing i love thank this you so, thank yeah. you so
0: much i i uh, look forward to following you and uh maybe we'll do this again someday
1: yeah that sounds good okay. i love that
0: Awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me, Steph.
0: Thank you. This is uh, Steph Shinaberry with Authority Marketing Edge. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. And if you're a coach, consultant, or expert trying to grow their business online, come check out Purpose Driven Profits. It's a free Facebook community and I'll leave the link in the show notes. We're trying to help people optimize their offers and get their message out there so they can break through six figures and beyond. Thanks again for listening.